Hi, this is Tori Stevens uh, with Edge Arm Regenerative Medicine Show, where we have the world's leading functional medicine doctors and cutting edge practices to help restore your health. Today, uh, we have Dr. Joseph Clark, who's a medical doctor for Aspire Rejuvenation Clinics in Orlando, Florida, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at AspireRejuvenation.com. Again, that's AspireRejuvenation.com. He has 20 plus years worth of experience in the medical board certification emergency medicine, certified in advanced bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, born and raised in Pennsylvania, has a BS in biology, a doctor of osteopathic medicine, and a master's degree in healthcare administration. Welcome, Dr. Joseph Thanks. Clark. Hi. How so you doing today? Excited. I'm so excited. So I know we talked a little prior to the show, but I want to just give our audience an idea of how did you get started? And you started somewhere with the idea that you wanted to help people. You tell yeah, us. So that. I'm, you know, like you said, I've been a physician for um, crazy almost 24 years now. I mean, I graduated from medical school in 20 or 2000, so 24 years. And, um, you know, my career kind of started as emergency physician. I'm still an emergency physician, um, board certified in emergency medicine, but I got into kind of the hormone replacement and health optimization kind of stuff about five or six years ago, mainly because, you know, I was seeing younger and younger people in the emergency department that were coming in for more chronic illness that just we weren't really doing much with in terms of medicine. You know, we were putting them on medications. They were, we were treating symptoms that, you know, we were seeing more and more people that are in their twenties and thirties that are on 15, 20 drugs. And they were still coming into the hospital because they just weren't feeling well. And so it's becoming more and more of a frustrating situation as a physician in that it just seemed like you weren't really helping anybody, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had some health issues, just wasn't feeling right and approached my doctor at the time and did some treatment, um, and some studies to see where my labs were at and hormonally where I was at and things were way off. And, um, after getting on proper treatment and feeling better, I thought, you know, this is something that's really helped me. I really have a lot of interest in this and really wanted to learn more about it, um, and help people like I was helped. And so it kind of led me into this path of, of medicine. And, and I really enjoy it. I really think it's a very gratifying thing because you see people legitimately get better. Um, things that have been chronic illness that have gotten better, things that you're actually really treating the root cause of the problem rather than putting them on something that treats a symptom. And so, um, you know, I think it's, it's great in that it allows you to get more out of it the years of your life, um, you know, a lot of times, especially women in general, you know, women are told when they hit menopause, well, that's just how it is. And you're just going to have to deal with this and you don't have to do that. And, you know, that puts a strain on yourself and your relationship and how you feel and, you know, it can cause weight gain and health problems and all kinds of other stuff that we can talk about. But, um, you know, I think that um, it's just been a real gratifying situation to, you know, treat men and women that have these problems that, if they seem like, you know, they feel like they're maybe not hearing or their doctors maybe aren't hearing them, you know, when they see them about these issues. And so um, I really enjoy doing it. 
I think that's awesome. I was taking a look at your website. Again, that's aspirerejuvenation.com. And I mean, you deal with so many, I mean, not just hormones for men and women, um, but you also have peptide therapy. You have uh, HGH, human growth hormone. It helps people that work out and, you know, just want to stay youthful and young and have their beauty back and their strength and vitality mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and in the relationships of all kinds, physical, sexual, you know, emotional friends, uh, uh, husband, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, so I see you have even quizzes on here, uh, hormone replacement therapy, um, testosterone replacement therapy, um, and some interesting things that a human, uh, chorionic, how do you even say that HCG? <laughs> So that's a, an additional thing that you can take with testosterone to maintain your natural ability to make testosterone while you're on testosterone therapy, or you can use it as a monotherapy mm -hmm. um, to um, help your body make more of its own testosterone. Um, we're right. seeing younger and younger men now that need testosterone um, uh, replacement or augmentation. And it's mm -hmm. an odd thing, which we really don't know the root cause of, whether it's our food or our, mm -hmm. you know, use of plastics or pesticides that we use in our food or mm -hmm. hormones that we use in our food. We don't really know, but yeah. our generation's testosterone levels are way lower than our grandparents' testosterone levels. And so mm -hmm. uh, we don't really know why that is. And that's so, like I said, I'm seeing more 20s and 30 year olds with testosterone issues, but the issue with going on testosterone replacement at that age is that it can affect fertility, which, you know, if people want to have a family, you know, it's a big problem. So mm -hmm. there are other ways to take and improve your testosterone levels so that you can maintain your fertility. And HCG is one of those options. And clomiphene is another option that raise your natural testosterone levels without changing your ability to be fertile. So, mm -hmm. um, so those are options for maybe younger men that may not want to dive into, you know, full on testosterone therapy in their younger years. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different options. You don't have to necessarily marry yourself to testosterone replacement right away, you know, um, right. and that's a consultation, you know, we typically do a consultation where we have a set of labs, um, that we look at, um, with a number of things, um, in terms of data points with hormone levels and, we look at your lipids and your kidney and liver function and a number of other things. And then we sit down and we talk about them and come up with a, a potential plan. Um, and then it's really up to the patient to decide what they want to do from there. But, you know, um, we try to tailor it to the patient, you know, not, it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. Uh, it depends on the patient and their age and what their goals are and so forth. And so um, we try to, you know, make it something that they're comfortable with and so on. You know. So the only real difference between, say, a medical uh, MD and, say, your profession as a doctor is that you offer, you can offer more than just medication and surgery, right? It's just basically... Yeah, I mean, as, as um, you know, as an osteopathic physician, I mean, we learn everything that an allopathic physician or MD learns, um, but then we also learn um, manual manipulation somewhat similar to chiropractic manipulation. We learned that too. Um, our philosophy is a little bit more holistic than the allopathic route. The allopathic route um, and our MD colleagues are more about 
prescribing and treating symptoms. Um, that's just kind of their philosophy. Whereas the, the osteopathic philosophy is about treating the body as a whole and giving the body the inherent ability to, to heal itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the root basis of the osteopathic physician. Now, you know, what I do now um, with hormone replacement, it does kind of fit into that too. I'm, I'm not a holistic physician. I wouldn't say that I'm a, you know, I kind of am, I guess, but I don't bill myself as that. I, you know, I, I still treat patients um, if they have medical issues, just like I would treat them if I saw them in the hospital. But at the same time, I think you do have to look at the big picture, you know, what what's going on with everything, not just this one little thing, you know, because um, it all ties together, especially the hormonal system. So you started out as an emergency doctor and progressed from there, continued your education. And so then you landed in more of functional medicine. And I think that's uh, wonderful because then you're not limited to just medication and surgery. You can move on into the education of healing, actually getting to the root causes and healing the body uh, the way, the more uh, natural way and the way that God designed it. So not limited any longer. So I think think that's, I think that's important because there are a lot of things that, you know, conventional medicine, you know, may or may not support. And it doesn't mean that it's not right. It doesn't mean that it doesn't work, that it's just, I think there's a lot of bias in medicine, especially, you know, and especially with, with regards to hormonal therapy, um, you know, the, the whole basis of hormonal therapy, you know, in in medicine right now there's kind of a a stigma to it you know um in that if you go to your family doctor and they're an older generation physician they may say oh hormones are bad you know that'll that'll cause cancer you shouldn't take that or um you'll get blood clots um and it's really incorrect information you know if you look at the data behind it and you look at the evidence-based medicine which is what everybody should do what is the actual evidence and what does the studies say um the evidence-based medicine basically says that hormonal therapy is very safe, bioidentical hormone replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, it all come, kind of comes back to this one study, actually, in the early 90s, which was called the WHI trial or the Women's Health Initiative, that kind of pretty much skewed everyone's opinion on hormonal therapy for the whole generation of physicians over the last 20 years. Um, and that then influenced the whole generation of women, unfortunately. Um, And so, you know, for the last 20 to 30 years, you know, everyone's been kind of against it. And now when you look back at that study, uh, even the principal investigators who did that study have said, you know, that study was flawed and they did it only with synthetic hormones, which have been shown to cause cancer. But when you go back and do it with actual bioidentical hormones, which are the hormones that you make in your body right now, the studies show that it's actually a benefit. And so in terms of osteoporosis and Alzheimer's dementia and weight gain and fractures and all of these things that, you know, we see in medicine um, now in older people, um, we've kind of let that happen because we've had this incorrect stigma with hormonal therapy. And so you know, it's starting, the tide is starting to change. You know, there's the newer generation of physicians have kind of become more evidence-based and are seeing that this is incorrect data, but, you know, it's, it's a whole generation of doctors that have influenced how women have been treated. And it's unfortunate because there's been a lot of women that have been 
kind of left to suffer, unfortunately, you know, because of it. You're, you know, you're just going to have to deal with it. It's just menopause. You're just going to have to deal with it. No and way. Just, yeah, it's just not the way it has to be, you know. And as I'm approaching, you know, my 50s and uh, quickly, and a lot of my friends have already crossed over and unfortunately, you know, have 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 lost their jobs, uh, lost their spouse, um, lost their health and no mobility and enjoying their family and, and life in general. And mm-hmm. can you only imagine if we had had this sooner or if we could get this out, you know, that's why we're here is to just get this information out to so many people who are suffering needlessly at a fraction of the cost. If you understood the cost of this uh, on a monthly basis, you would just, you would scream. Yeah. <laughs> from all of the things that you've gone through and had to go through needlessly. Um, so it's very affordable and um, it's, it's made of all natural substances such as yam. And so it's, it's incredible uh, synthetic. So um, pregnant uh, mare urine. So horse urine is what you were taking in the synthetics. What is it like 10, 10 years ago? And, and, and the regular MDs are still sub- prescribing that today but here we are, you know, here we are in the natural, uh, you know, field of medicine and, and we're able to provide so much more that's like you said, it's advanced bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. So ABHRT, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to synthetic hormones. So, yeah. um, we're, you're, you're able to provide them at a fraction of the cost and, and, you know, the medical, as we all know, um, the pharmaceutical companies don't want anybody getting a hold of this. So they're like, no, we're not going to cover it. Um, but sometimes some physicians do have insurances, you know, uh, available. Does your practice have insurance available? We typically don't. We typically handle mostly by uh, cash-based medical service, but um, we do use some insurance in terms of for the medical labs. Okay. And there are some some medications that we can do through retail pharmacies okay. that are covered by insurance partially. So we do, I will say we use it kind of partially, I guess. Um, there's some things that the, the insurance companies just won't cover because they feel it's medically unnecessary. You know, testosterone is a big one. You know, they mm-hmm. feel like, you know, a level of 300 is just fine for everybody. Um, and right. that's just not the case, you know? Um, yeah. but, uh, unfortunately, you know, like I said, you just have to kind of take the matter in your own hands sometimes. And that's what we're he- here to help with really. And I love that. Um, let's see what effect has, uh, what has the effect of the WHI trial been on the last 20 to 30 years of hormone replacement treatment in women? Yeah, like I said, you know, the, the, that trial really kind of influenced everything, you know, for the last generation. And, um, you know, there's the, the people that have done that trial have come out publicly and said, that, you know, it was very flawed and that it was done with synthetic hormones like Premarin, which was, you know, made from mare urine and things like that. And, and that those have been found to cause cancer and it, the risk is very real for those. But when they go back and do those same studies with bioidentical hormones, like you make, like regular estrogen and progesterone, like you make in your body, they find that the studies show that they're actually beneficial and very beneficial. And so, you know, it kind of put a, a biased spin on, on medical therapy for a long time, you know, um, generation uh, basically of women that were really 
told that they can't take this, you know, you just can't take this. This will cause cancer, you know, and, um, right. you know, they were left to deal with very bad symptoms, you know, and um, had suffering relationships perhaps. And, you know, I see that all the time, you know, people come to me and are, you know, it's, it's a very important thing. Your relationship is very important. And yeah. when people, you know, come to me and they say, Hey, you know, if I don't fix this problem, I'm going to end up divorced or separated or, you know, my, my, significant others and leave me you know that's a very real problem you know and, and so you know you take care of those things fairly easily mm-hmm. you can change somebody's life and change the trajectory of their whole you know future so you know yeah. it's a very impactful thing so we've talked about some of the benefits so basically mental clarity um your beauty you know your skin tone your muscle tone and i know you're an osteo so you're into the bones and that's very important when to keep muscle on um because in order to have good bones you have to have good muscle correct yeah i mean plus you know as you age you know there's little things that are important can you get up off the floor if you fall down you know and can you can you maintain your your posture can you can you walk a distance without being tired or fatigued? You know, those are things that yeah. come along with just maintaining your bone density and your, your muscle density. Once you get osteoporosis, you cannot reverse it. It is irreversible. You can only slow it down. So the goal is to, to stop it before it ever becomes a problem. And the more muscle density you have, the more muscle you have, the more muscle will cause better bone density. So mm-hmm. as you age and you lose muscle density, you will lose bone density as a result because there's no muscle pulling on the bone anymore. Yeah. So the more muscle that you can maintain as you age, and I'm not saying you have to be muscle bound, but just maintaining the muscle you had in your 30s and 40s when you're in your 50s and 60s is very important just for maintaining muscle or maintaining bone density. And so that's prevention of osteoporosis and prevents all that problem from coming into play because you know, as an emergency physician, one of the things that I see the most is when older people fall down, they break a hip or they fall down and they have a spine fracture. Those things can basically end their life. I mean, if you're in your seventies and eighties and you fall and you break a hip, you may have a long road ahead of you and you have a lot of risk going to the operating room and so forth. So if you can prevent those things from happening, you can really, you know, keep someone on the planet a lot longer. Yeah. And with muscle as well, it helps people to be able to deal with any blood sugar disorders. Um, So it helps you metabolize better. And so there's so many people in the United States that are dealing with blood sugar issues and being able to. uh, And I, I do realize that a lot of what we do eat and all of the things that they put in the foods today has a giant effect on our ability to function and be able to put any kind of nutrients in our body, whether I, I see women with uh, less hair. I mean, if you look 20 years ago, I mean, at our grandparents, they had lots of hair, youthful, you know, um, vibrant. You see, you know, the difference in the generation. And I, I can't help but think, you know, about the next generation coming, uh, what they have to deal with. And so it's so wonderful that we have cutting edge uh, doctors such as yourself who are willing to, uh, you know, be the cutting edge <laughs> of everything that we're looking for to solving a lot of our, almost all of our issues, really um, marital, I mean, physical, mental, emotional, it it is all integrated. So 
Um, so what are the, any potential harmful risks in hormone replacement therapy in female patients? Um, you know, honestly, the, 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 there's risk with everything and there's risk with taking an aspirin. Um, you know, if you, if you, if you knew, um, the risk with even aspirin therapy nowadays, this would never be, never be approved by the FDA if it were a new medication. But if, if you look at the, the risk with hormone replacement, estrogen specifically does raise your risk if you take it alone with, for breast cancer, um, by a few percent. But if you take it along with progesterone, progesterone negates that risk and actually makes that risk less than if you were taking nothing at all. Meaning that if you were on no hormone replacement and you um, just wanted to know what your breast cancer risk, your risk would be higher than if you were taking estrogen with progesterone because progesterone is breast protective. Okay. So as long as you take estrogen with progesterone, your risk actually goes down. There is risk with taking estrogen alone. So you should, you should not do that. Even if you don't have a uterus anymore, there are doctors out there that will say, Oh, you don't need progesterone. You don't have a uterus anymore. Mm -hmm. That's really incorrect because you have to negate that risk of, of estrogen therapy on its own. So there are, you know, risks that you have to be aware of. Now, if you've had breast cancer before and it was an estrogen sensitive breast cancer, then obviously you want to use some caution there and you want to, you know, stay away from that. Um, in terms of blood clot risk, the things that you want to be careful with, if you've had a prior blood clot, then, you know, there are certain parts or certain types of hormone replacement you probably should stay away from. Oral estrogen is going to have the highest risk in terms of uh, clotting risk. But topical estrogen is very, very safe, um, less than 1% uh, risk in terms of uh, blood clot risk. And so there are options for you. You just have to kind of know what the options are and know what your risk is prior to, to starting anything. Um, but, you know, you look at it, too, in terms of, well, what if I didn't do anything? What are my risks? Well, yeah, my risk is I could, you know, have a terrible life, have sexual problems that I can't get over. I could develop diabetes because I have weight gain problems and mm -hmm. I could have, you know, Alzheimer's dementia because of all that, you know, so there's other things that come into play other than the risk of just these couple things, you know, so you kind of have to weigh the good and the bad with everything, obviously. Um, you know, most patients I think see that and they understand that, well, yeah, there's risk with everything, but I, I'm, I'm willing to accept this very, 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 very small risk to feel better for the next 20 to 30 years of my life knowing that, you know, they're going to be good years. They're not going to be <laughs> miserable years where I'm going to have all these other, you know, sundry medical problems. So I think most people understand that and they accept those, those potentially small risks. Okay. So that's, that says a lot about, you know, people that have cancer answers a lot of their questions, you know, what type can I use? I can use the cream. I can, you know, and you can monitor that and you, and so I'm guessing that you monitor them very closely. You continue to take um, blood tests and, and how do you monitor um, when they're at the level that they're supposed to be? Is that? Yeah. So we do blood work about every four months or so, um, just as a general rule, just to kind of see where their levels are at and adjust if needed. Obviously, if there's something that's a problem or they're having an issue, we can check labs anytime. Mm -hmm. But on a, on a general basis, about every four months, we check blood work and then, um, adjust doses if we need to with our goals. We have kind of our unwritten rules as far as where we want to be with our levels of, of different types of hormones. So estrogen, progesterone, for instance, there are somewhat uh, levels that we're targeting. 
So we're trying to hit those levels with our doses. And so if we aren't getting there, then we adjust them higher or lower or what have you. Um, so there is a process. It's not just, you know, here's take this and, you know, see you in a couple of years, you know, there's a process you have to be on them and you have to, you know, do maintain blood work so that you can make sure that you're on the appropriate amount and you're getting what you want out of it and you're feeling better. You know, that's ultimately the goal that you're, you know, feeling better. You don't want to just take this stuff and not feel better and you want to get to the goal of, you know, actually having it benefit you, you know? So, yeah. So, so that's the reason why we're checking blood work. And it's also an increase, a slow dose increase to make sure that, you know, they're not going over the, over what they need. I love that. Um, So what are the, the impacts of sexual dysfunction in men and women as they age? Yeah. Big question. Because, you know, like I said before, you know, a lot of people, come to us, you know, somewhat shy about things. And, and this may be something that they really haven't had either time or uh, ability to discuss with their doctor, um, or they feel like it's been passed over with their doctor. You know, they may bring it up with their doctor and they may say, oh, here, just take these Viagra or Cialis or what have you for the males, or they may say to the women, well, it's just menopause and it's just how it is. You know, you're just going to have to deal with that. Um, when, you know, at the basis of what we are as humans, I mean, as as companionship, you know, men or women. And so, you know, you want, you want to maintain that you want to have a good relationship. You want to make sure that your sexual health is, is important and and working properly. And so it's a big part of our practice, you know, and, and it's not that we just handle that, but it usually always has some kind of tie in to patients when we're treating them because, you know, if that part of your life is better, um, then everything seems to be better. You know, most people will say, you know, they, they maybe not even realize it right away that it was a problem. And then they start this and they say, you know, on the first follow-up or the second follow-up, like, oh my gosh, everything is so much better. Like I didn't realize how much I was suffering with that until it was better. And then, you know, we'll see one person from the relationship and then we'll somewhat soon see the other person because, they want to feel as good as the other person, you know? So it's a very important part of, of what we do. And, you know, it's an important part of us as, as humans to make sure that those things are working well. And it, it's just an important part of life, you know? And um, like I said, I think a lot of times people feel like, you know, it's just passed over and, you know, I'll take this pill and it'll help these symptoms. Um, but there's, there's root causes that could be fixed that could fix those problems, you know, um, mm-hmm. testosterone in males, for instance, testosterone in women, even, you know, um, so those are things that can help those problems. So what I've heard, and I have a lot of girlfriends, um, we're part of a, a women's group, uh, to help, um, kind of connect with each other, but also to help our community. And what I hear, um, I also have a, a marriage group that we have, and I get up all up in their business and personal. So, um, we talk about sex, we talk about every part of the relationship. And, uh, because, you know, walking into a relationship, you first start out, you know, maybe young, youthful, as beautiful as you can be. And then you get comfortable. Maybe you guys start eating, you go through COVID, everybody's gaining weight, eating the wrong stuff because now they don't, they're afraid to go to the store and get the fresh stuff. And then here in the Northwest, it's only available in the summertime, you know, locally. So, um, you know, we've all gone through the weight gain, the hormone changes, the stresses of life. And now we're all facing 
um, you know, uh, some changes that need to be made and we're all doing the best that we can to, to, to implement what we've been learning. But what I'm hearing is that you have such a, a very amazing key that has been created for the, for the general public of all ages, where you don't have to wait you don't have to wait until your mid forties and fifties to begin to start taking care of your health. Um, it starts early twenties, thirties, right? Because you sure. start going downhill. Um, you're, you know what I mean? It, it's, it makes it harder for your own personal uh, body to recover as you get older. And right. then, you know, and so we all know the decline from there. You have, uh, you know, your own DNA and everything that you're, you're trying to keep intact with all of the food processing and things that they're doing today your gut natural gut biome is out of whack because of everything they're doing to even our vegetables at the store like you look at the weak uh colored plants that we're we're feeding on it doesn't have nutrients left in it and and we're being fed synthetic vitamins to try and make our bodies happy and healthy and nobody knows unless we come on here and we talk about it and and educate the public so that they understand that um, the world's way of doing things is gonna make you very sick, even though you think you're doing the best you can. There was a 25 year old athlete, a friend of ours, um, who is helping out with our our marriage group. And unfortunately their daughter, I mean, she runs marathons. She is a young woman and she has cancer um, mm. and is not able to metabolize um, you know, sugars or anything like that. She's eating right, you know, thinking she's eating right and doing right. But like I said, what they're feeding her, you know, on the day to day, uh, she thinks is going to be good for her health and it just isn't. And so we're here to bring the best of the best, all the wisdom uh, that from all over the globe, uh, right here at, at Edge on Regen Med. And like I said, Dr. Joe Clark is one of our finest with 20 plus years of experience and I, I encourage you to go to AspireRejuvenation.com and take a look at all of the things. I mean, he's got from peptides to hormones, sexual health, vitamins and aminos, weight loss, aesthetics. He has so much uh, a, a health gamut of, of wealth of information for you to delve into and to call and ask questions. I mean, I, we're just getting barely tip of the iceberg here, just touching on a, so many topics uh, that, that I mean, I'm like a kid in a candy store because I have so many friends and family who are, like you said, suffering needlessly. And I'm going to continue with a couple more questions that uh, are very, are asked, uh, you know, for, you know, on the daily. Um, what are... What are what is the difference between bioidentical hormone replacement and non-bioidentical hormone replacement? Got it. So uh, bioidentical hormones are basically chemically identical to the chemical or to the hormone that you make. I'll use estrogen, for instance. Okay. Um, we use estradiol, which is the exact same chemical structure and exact same um substance that your body makes, your ovaries make, okay? Right. Whereas a synthetic hormone like Premarin, for instance, or conjugated equine estrogen or CEE is basically um, estrogen from horse mares that mm -hmm. are pregnant 
that they take from their urine and <laughs> refine and then put into this medication for you to take for hormone replacement. And it is not the same. Chemically, it is different um, than estrogen that you are making, okay? So if you look at the chemical structure, it is different. The others uh, that, you that you make, progesterone, for example, um, is what you make chemically identical to what you make, whereas progestins um, are chemically not the same and are synthetic and are not the same chemical structure, and those are synthetic. Birth control, for instance, are typically a synthetic estrogen and a synthetic progestin, or one or both, okay? So birth control um, that unfortunately women are thrown on and it's kind of forced down their throat from the time they're teenagers um, is all synthetic hormone. And it suppresses your natural hormone production because your pituitary gland thinks it's making hormone when it's actually just sensing this synthetic floating around in your body. And so, you know, these things over the course of years where women take them, they have effects on your body because your body's not making the natural hormone that it should. These hormones, I mean, they've done double-blinded placebo studies um, where they've looked at the study and looked at the data and they do have cancer risk. They are not the same as what your body makes. They are foreign substances in your body. Whereas bioidentical hormones are exactly the same as you make. Okay. And so when you put, when you're taking something and it's exactly the same as you would have floating through your veins on a normal basis, mm -hmm. what's the risk? It's the same as if you were making it. So, you know, the risk is very minute to none versus this synthetic that is completely foreign to your body, that your body has no idea what this is. It thinks it knows what it is because it looks kind of the same, but it is not the same. So they're, they're very different. They're not the same. And so what has unfortunately happened is that they've both been kind of lumped together as hormones, quote unquote, hormones. And so that's where the hormones are bad kind of thing comes together because everybody's thinking of the synthetic when it really should be discriminated into what one is versus the other, okay? Because they're very different substances and they are very different in terms of the risk, the benefit, what they do to you. And so it's a very important question to ask. And so... Um, you know, when I see women, you know, still that are on Premarin, I just kind of shake my head because I'm like, oh my gosh, it should be, you know, but doctors have no problem putting you on birth control. You know, they'll say, don't take hormones. Those are bad, right. but we'll put, your, we'll put your 15 year old daughter on birth control, um, right. which, you know, doesn't make any sense. Um, it's kind of hypocritical, but you know, it's what we do. Um, but that's the difference between and I wonder, I can't help but wonder, you know, I know that they're not a pharmacist if they know what they're doing and they're doing it anyways. How can you in good conscience think that you're helping, going and helping somebody knowing, knowing what it's going to do to their bodies is going to be a negative long term? I think, yeah, I think a lot of, unfortunately, I think the a lot of practice for physicians is dictated by pharma, you know, and that, you know, pharma comes in and says, hey, this is a new drug and it's way better than this, you know, this cheap, you know, non-synthetic thing that you make. It's way, way better. You should use this because this is awesome. And we'll give you some samples and you can give them to your patients and, you know, we'll buy you lunch and, you know, we'll take you to dinner. And unfortunately it dictates practice. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate part of medicine, you know, um, 
The United States is only one of two countries in the whole world that allows pharmaceutical companies to advertise on television. And the reason for that is because it influences what people do. Right. And um, pharma is, you know, they're very powerful. Um, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, you know, and I still practice conventionally, but they're, they have a big influence. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things that we do in medicine that, you know, when you stop and think about it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I said, you know, we'll put your 15 year old on birth control, which is synthetic hormone, but don't take hormones when you're menopausal because that's bad. You know, it doesn't make any sense. And more than that is what's going to happen to her in a few years from taking that. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning more about even our cosmetics and what it's made of. We have 1300 chemicals uh, that they don't allow in other parts of the world, but they allow in the United States to be, to be absorbed into our biggest organ, which is our skin. And we're only, you know, we only have banned 11 uh, chemicals as opposed to the 1300 we allow. And so we really have to keep guard over not just our minds and what we put into our bodies, but on our bodies as well. I mean, from skin, uh, sunscreen to we cannot trust everything that they say for us to do. So what do you, I have always wanted to ask this question. What do you use instead of um, painkiller for painkiller? What, like, what is your go-to? Well, you know, it kind of depends. I mean, obviously, if I see someone in the emergency department and their arm's broken, then, you know, narcotics are probably the only thing that's okay. going to really fix that pain. But, um, you know, you'd be surprised how much pain relief uh, women get with estrogen replacement, um, because uh -huh. it's probably one of the biggest things that I hear from women as they go on to uh, hormone replacement is that my generalized body pain has gotten better, you know. Okay. We all kind of feel a little bit like this as we get older. We're like, oh yeah, I'm a little sore when I get up and the aches and pains. I'm not I'm not as young as I used to be, but right. women really notice a palpable difference mm -hmm. when they go on estrogen um, because it's a it causes kind of an anti-inflammatory effect. And so one of the biggest things that I hear from women is, man, I just I feel better. Like I don't have as much body pain, um, yeah. and that's very real. Um, the other thing is that there are things that you can, you know, do in terms of, um, peptide therapy that is, are naturally occurring substances that are floating through your body right now that, uh, help your body repair and heal, um, growth hormone being one of those things, growth hormone releasing peptides are another one that cause your pituitary gland just to make more of your natural, uh, growth hormone. Uh, there are substances like, uh, BPC 157, for instance, that is a healing peptide. It causes healing factors to go to the area where you're injecting it so that it helps your body heal. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can do that is not, um, you know, conventional that helps with pain, helps with recovery, helps with repair, um, regeneration. So there's a lot of options. And then there's also, you know, all of these things are so wonderful. If I was say your sister, and I'm 49 years old and I'm just, I've had long COVID. I've lost half my hair uh, three months after that. I'm trying to help as many people as I can. I had so many people on uh, Facebook who were coming to me, Tori, what do I do for this? You know, we're all wearing toppers. We're all getting hair extensions, trying to fix, you know, some of that I've noticed uh, aging. Uh, you know, it basically took so much out of all of us and, I know people that have 
are still experiencing long COVID symptoms. And, um, you know, they're going for the, the, uh, was it ozone, uh, therapy, the oxygen therapy, they're doing, um, you know, shots to be able to regenerate, um, like you said, the vitamin C and some of the nutrients back into their bones and their body and their joints. But this is something you can do ongoing. And isn't every like four months, you can just get a pellet or you can do the cream. There's different ways you can go about this. You don't, you know, and so, um, every so often and continuously regenerate your body, get your cells back in order, get your mitochondria back in order, regrow your hair, uh, you know, like it was maybe a decade ago, uh, get your skin back in order. Um, you were saying something about osteoporosis. You can't regenerate the bone. I know, I know that we can always, um, the body makes a new us every seven years. So whatever we put into it right now makes a brand new you in seven years. And so um, I, I believe there must be a way, maybe it's not discovered yet, but but there must be a way to also regenerate the bones as well, the density. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that it's just not something that we figured out yet. Um, right. you know, because that kind of stuff is something that we see every day. We find new right. things every day. Um, new peptides come out every day. Um, yes. they're, they're literally ones that, you know, we've only had for a few months, you know, um, right. that are fairly new. Um, MOTS-C, uh, M-O-T-S-C is mm -hmm. one that we just mentioned about mitochondrial health, helps yeah. mitochondrial health, helps in terms of um, healing, regeneration, hair growth. Um, so um, GHK is another one. So there's a ton of them out there that have, have really helped people um, after COVID and so forth. I see a ton of thyroid problems after COVID, right. um, you know, and thyroid problems can lead to hair thinning and hair loss. And so there's, you know, the, the only way you can really tell is really to see a provider, get some blood work, see yeah. where things stand, and then just kind of go from there, um, you know, because you may be surprised at what you find and don't be misled by saying, oh, well, I had blood work a year ago, it was all fine, you know, there's a lot of, and I tell patients this every day, there's a lot of, uh, there's normal and then there's optimal. So when you do blood work, you know, conventional medicine is more fixated on the normal, whereas mm -hmm. we're kind of fixated on the optimal, meaning that your blood work and your thyroid level could be right at the cliff of falling off into abnormal. But if it's still within the normals, your doctor is going to be okay with that. Whereas we look at it and we're like, well, you're way down here at the bottom. I mean, you should be way up here at the top. I mean, if you, you know, want to perform and have, you know, be your best, you want to be up here. So, you know, there's a lot of difference between normal and optimal. Um, I use the analogy of an A and a C minus on a test. You know, if you can get an A or you can get a C, you know, you probably want this, the A versus the C because, you know, mm -hmm. you're going to have feel better, have a better grade. It's the same situation, you know, so um, there's a lot of that that we see, you know, people are like, oh yeah, I saw my doctor. They said my thyroid labs were fine. And I'm like, yeah, they're okay, but they're literally on the threshold of abnormal. And you put them on thyroid medication and things get better because they had subclinical thyroid problems um, that were just not being treated. Um, so you have to kind of listen to the patient, see what's going on with them, listen to their symptoms. And if, you know, walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, and it's a duck, you know, so you, you have to treat them. And with all of the testimonials that you have coming in and all of the five stars, 
and all of, you know, the positive feedback that we're getting, uh, especially in this field of regenerative medicine, it's, it's a no brainer. And it's really, it spreads faster than marketing ever could. It's word of mouth. It's everybody wants their family and their friends to feel as, as good and amazing as they should. You know, and like I said, decades ago, I'm sure they didn't need all of this because they had so much nutrients in the soil. They weren't dealing with all the chemicals. I mean, all the sprays on the grasses even are changing our frogs into from male to female. So um, right. looking at everything that, that this generation is up against, they're taking uh, 72 vaccines as opposed to 35, which which is what we took, at, you know, until the age of of 18. And so, um, and then continuously making new ones and hoping to God, you know, that they are working or, you know, uh, Lord knows what they're putting in those these days. And I'm just saying that I can't help thank you enough for, for choosing to go into the natural field and to actually do work on getting to the source of the roots of the problems using natural technology everything that our body is made of everything that god had designed for our bodies to be putting into it your you guys have made a way for us to regenerate even in today's society where it's absolutely clustered with with problems um coming at us and the stresses of today that we didn't have yesterday um, so enabling us to be able to handle all of all of the stress factors, even in relationships and, you know, psycho psychologists today are overwhelmed by all of the, the issues that people are having with their mental health. So, I mean, from, yeah, so we could go on and on here, but um, I just want to say thank you. And uh, again, this is Dr. Joseph Clark. He's a wonderful uh, doctor from AspireRejuvenation.com in Orlando, Florida, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I want you guys to give him a call, give him a shout, take a look at his testimonials. Don't take our word for it. Go on his website, take a look at all of the things that they do. I mean, you are amazing. Uh, look at his history. Look at the about. Check these guys out and uh, really do your homework. I know you are. So um, I've seen plenty of doctors who put this into practice for over a decade now. And I, I, I was talking to a doctor yesterday. She is 60. She's skiing at the Alps with her husband and she looks younger than I do. She looks 40. So it's just incredible. Uh, you know, it's amazing what you guys do. And so God bless you, J Dr. Joe. And thank you for being on the show. We hope to have you again and again. We just, we love yeah, you, love absolutely. who you are and what you do. And, and uh, thank you again. Appreciate All it. Right. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. You too.